I want you to ask your neighbor, neighbor, what is the reason why you came to Ignite 4.0? I'll give you five, two minutes to ask that question. Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Two minutes to ask the question, why did you come to Ignite 4.0? Bidemi, what did your neighbor say? Huh? The Lord is in the meeting. The Lord is the reason. Beautiful. All right. All right. Vanessa, what did your neighbor say? He was just in town. God has a plan for you too. Let's come for our brother here. Amen. Amen. I think we, we all come to, to services like this for different reasons. Yeah. Many people come to church for different reasons. Some people are looking for help, like monetary help. If we can give them some small change for the road, they'll be happy. Some people are looking for food. I know, I know at least five brothers that stopped coming to my church when we stopped giving out fruit. Yeah. We used to give pizza and donuts and all those kind of things. The day it stopped, then they disappeared. Yeah. So we know why they were coming. Amen. People come to Christ for all. Some, some people are looking for it's Reverend Gloria that has said this. It's not me. It said that some people, if you are here, you know that you came here to look for a girl. Leave here now. Leave here now. We don't want you here. You will spoil what we are coming to do here. Amen. Yeah, some people come. They look, huh? Some are looking for boys. You cannot touch us. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. CICC, we are anti strange women here. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't touch us. Amen. Well, as we've gathered here today, my question to you is why have you come? Or in other words, what are you after? And I believe it's not only the question I have to you, but it's also the question Jesus has for you. As you come here, you dress nicely, put on nice clothes, and you come to service. Jesus is in this room. How many of you can feel the presence of God? Yeah. And he's sat here and he's thinking, you, my brother, you, my sister, what are you, why have you come here? And what is it that you are after? Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 1 from the message version, if you can. Hallelujah. I promise you I'm not going to be talking for a long time, so please give me your attention, your full attention. Is that okay? Yeah. John chapter 1, verse 37. Verse 37. Reading from the message version. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. So pay attention. It's a very interesting verse. It says, the two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Stay there. Don't go. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Or in other words, they've gone to meet Jesus. We've come here and Jesus is in the room. We've prayed. I mean, we've been praying on Zoom how many weeks now? Like two weeks, three weeks. Three weeks. We've been praying on Zoom for two hours every day. Praying that God, please, as we come here on this Friday, may your presence be in the room. And his presence has come. Amen. We are just like these two disciples. We've gone after Jesus. Now pay attention to verse 38. It says, Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, what are you after? Ask your neighbor. Neighbor, what are you after? What are you looking for? What are you after? And then he said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Pause. That's the answer to the question. Jesus asked them, what are you after? Other versions say, what can I do for you? Other versions say, how can I help you? And their response to that question is, 
where are you staying? Where do you live? Where are you? Amen. I want to share with you two reasons why that's the best response to that question. If you say to somebody, where are you staying? I cannot come to your house if I don't know you. Let me put it like this. I know you. I know you. And I also know you. I've been to your house. You have been to my house. I've been to your house. You have been to my house. I have not been to your house. And you have not been to my house. Now, if I ask you, how many cities have I lived in since God put me on this earth? You don't know. If I ask this lady here, how many cities have I lived in since God put me on this earth? Please, I'm putting you on the spot. You can't fail me here. You can't fail. It's a lot, eh? Okay. What about you? How many cities? Hey, a lot. Okay, how many countries? Can you name some of them? Paris, South Africa. Hey, Paris is not a country. We should flog you after this. Huh? Cities as well. Go ahead. London, Birmingham. Yeah, that's all. She's done. She said, she said it all. London, I've lived since I was born. I've lived in London, Birmingham. I've lived in Paris and I've lived in South Africa and I came to Leeds. She clapped for her. She's done well. But I'm saying this. She knows that level of information about me and it's represented by her closeness in the fact that she has been to my house and she knows where I stay. And I also know where she stays. In fact, when I'm looking for her and the phone is not working, I know where to go. And her house is such as you, the doors are never locked. You open the door, you walk inside. How many of you have been to a house before? You've never knocked on the door. You've just walked inside. Yeah, we, know, we all know. Hey, Steph, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. But my brother here, beautiful brother, we've spoken a few times. I even saw you. Are you single? I can't advertise you. We're single. Okay, okay, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Fine, brother. He, he, understand the point I'm trying to make. Fine, brother. We've met each other a few times. We've spoken a few times. I think I follow you on social media. You follow me on social media, but you don't know me like that. Do you understand? The same way many of us, we come to church, we come service after service, but you don't know God because you don't know where he's staying. You don't know his presence. Yeah. Jacob said, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I knew it's not. Maybe you are still in that stage where as we are worshiping, you don't understand why somebody will want to cry whilst they are worshiping God. You don't understand why somebody wants to cry whilst they are praying. Maybe it's because you yourself, you never visited the presence. You don't know where God is. You don't know if God is in a place. Am I making sense? Are you understanding the preaching so far? Yeah. So Jesus looked over his shoulder and he said to them, what are you after? And they said, where are you staying? In other words, I want to know you deeper. I want to know you in an intimate level. I want to have an encounter with you. Hallelujah. And I want to share with you two reasons why an encounter with Jesus is the best thing that can ever happen to you. John chapter 4. Hallelujah. Like I said, this, the preaching is half done. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 4. It's like it's half cooked right now. Verse 5. The Bible says, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sichar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. 
for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman to Samaria, then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask, ask, askest, drinketh of me? Hey, King James, he didn't force for us. So. Asketh, drinketh of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof, and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said, Whoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Amen. In this passage we read, Jesus had an encounter with the woman of Samaria. And notice this, he went out of his way to have an encounter with the woman of Samaria. Because she said, why are you talking to me? We have no dealings with each other. And we read that his disciples had gone to buy meat. If you read further down, you find out by the time they came back with the food, he wasn't even interested in the food that he had sent them to go and buy. So what Jesus did, he cleared all the noise just so that he can have a personal one-on-one conversation with this woman. And today, Jesus wants to have a conversation with you. Hallelujah. The first reason, the first reason why an encounter with Jesus, the best thing that could ever happen to you is that you'll be satisfied. Yeah, you'll be satisfied. Many people are unsatisfied. One of the most Googled questions in 2022 was, how can I change my life? How can I change my life? Yeah, that's why we have so many pandemics. It's not just COVID. We have pandemic of podcasts, pandemic of books, forex trading, all these. We are trying to better our lives because we are not satisfied. The ones saying mercy are the ones that fell for the scam. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So we want to better our lives. We're not satisfied with the life we are living now. Amen. And I'm telling you now, you can force and do all it is you think you can do. It will never satisfy you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Even when I think back to me myself, I remember writing my GCSEs. How many of us did GCSEs? I remember thinking, if I can just get past June, I'm sailing. I'm good. Then A-levels came to slap me on the face and said that, my friend, slow down. Yeah. And then I was like, let me just get to the end of my A-levels. Then I'll become a music producer. I realized after writing my A-levels, life is not that simple. Uh-huh. I went to go and do university. And I remember, I, I remember the happiness I had as I submitted my last assignment. My brothers and my sisters, I never saw difficulty in life until after I submitted that assignment. I'm telling you. So you can chase certification. You can chase jobs. You can chase that. You will be running and running and running and running and running and your whole life. It will never satisfy you. Hallelujah. That's the reason why you've entered into some of the relationships you've entered into. Let me go there. Yeah. You had no business going there. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You can enter into a relationship to cure your loneliness. It will never cure your loneliness. In fact, let me share a personal story. And Vanessa is here to be my witness. In Leeds, I went to three high schools. Everything is three. three. I went to three high schools. Yeah? And because of that, 
I knew a lot of people. Like a lot. As in whenever we go for somewhere to eat, I'll be greeted. Hello, 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 hello. The last week we went somewhere. The lady serving us was like, Kiran, Kiran. I said, oh, hi. You know, and I think the other week I was with Sonia. And we were eating the food. And I said, Sonia, the two people tomorrow, why are they staring at me? Is there something on my face? She said, I don't know. I don't know why they're staring at you. I was so uncomfortable. Anyway, they stood up to leave. And I tapped one of them and said, is everything okay? I noticed you staring at me. And they're like, you don't remember us? We were in the year below you. I was looking at Sonia and like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that I knew a lot of people. A lot of people. Hey, 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 what's up? Yo, yo. I'm telling you now. Honestly, I, my parents are here. I don't think they, they, they know this. I have never been as lonely as I was in high school. Despite knowing so many people. In fact, during my lunch times, I would just go and sit in the piano room by myself. And be happy. Meanwhile, surrounded by so many people. Hallelujah. Being, having a lot of friends will never cure your loneliness. It will never cure it. Having a girlfriend, having a boyfriend, it will never cure your loneliness. Having money, it won't satisfy you. It, it won't. Yeah. Many of us, were chasing the things that are destroying us. Isaiah 55 verse 2 says, Why do you spend your money? On what is not bread. In other words, why do you give your energy to something that will never fill you? Yeah. And why do you... Give me the NLT or the NIV, please. NLT, please. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Brother Matthew. We'll work with this one. Why do you spend your money on what is not bread? And your labor, your energy, your effort on what does not satisfy. If I was to take your phone right now, what have you spent the most time on? What have you spent the most time doing? From Monday to now, ask your neighbor, neighbor, what have you been doing the most? Who have you been talking to the most? FaceTime calls. With somebody who will never remember you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we don't want to hear the answer. Mercy. Some of the websites you've been on, we can't say it in church. Anyway, let me leave that one there. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Telling you, you will never be satisfied. Satisfaction comes through one person. That person is Jesus. Another story. You know, when, when you don't have many notes, you just have to tell stories to make the preaching go longer. Personal story. In 2014, I was, a, I was very young. I was, I'm young now, so you can imagine nine years ago how young I was. Uh, and, and you know how I was talking about how I was lonely, had a lot of friends, they didn't really feel comfortable, they didn't really feel... I remember getting an album. I downloaded a lot of go- songs onto my laptop. I brought a brand new MacBook. Yeah. I had a MacBook in 2014. Yeah. Don't ask me how heavy the MacBook was though. Because the MacBook, it was 2014 and it was like 10 years old in 2014. So you can imagine how old it was. Yeah. I remember downloading a whole bunch of songs just to listen to. I think I wanted to listen to the, the, the vibe, the groove. And there's one song by Donnie McClurkin called Didn't You Know. Didn't you know? I'm not going to ask you to play it, I beg. Yeah. And 
in the song, he was told, Donnie McClurkin is singing from the point of view as Jesus Christ, that haven't I always been there for you? Haven't I always been true? Didn't you know I'll always be with you, my friend? As I was listening to the song, something was happening to me, a small boy. Something was happening to me in my room. And to this day, I can't explain it. That all the problems I'd been going through from Monday to Friday in school, feeling alone, feeling by myself, it disappeared. In that room, it's a Saturday night. I remember it so well, January 2014. I was listening to that song, and I put it on repeat and repeat, and something was happening to me. I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, you will never be satisfied until you have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Why? Why? Because that is what you were originally designed for. In Genesis 1, verse 26, the Bible says God created man in his own image. Yeah. If I create you in my own image, I want us to be alike so we can communicate. You will never see a cat and a dog talking, a cow and a chicken having a conversation. No, but you can, a man and a man can have a conversation. That is why God designed you the way you are. So until you have an encounter with God, you will always be dissatisfied. My friend, you can get as many tattoos as you feel you need to get. You can pierce everywhere in your body. It won't satisfy you. Yeah. Satisfaction comes when you see God face to face. Psalm 17 verse 15. Psalm 17 verse 15. Hallelujah. Brother Matthew, are you working with us? Are we? Oh, Sammy boy, you replaced yourself. Wow. Come for Sammy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel, give me the um, New King James. Yeah, it's the same thing. But give me the, I don't like the versions you're giving me. Give me the, yeah, NLT. Let's try the NLT. Hallelujah. They don't have NLT. Beautiful, beautiful. Come for Sammy boy. It says, Pay attention to what the verse is saying. Pay attention to what the verse is saying. It's saying that because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. You will never be satisfied until you see God face to face. The other version said, until I encounter your presence, you will never be satisfied until you encounter the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And an encounter with Jesus is an encounter with God. Hallelujah. It's an encounter with the presence of God made man. Amen. Amen. The second reason, and then we'll pray, and then we'll be out of here. Is that okay? An encounter with Jesus is an encounter with the solution to the secret problems you are going through. Going back to John chapter 4, the woman of Samaria. John chapter 4, let's get down to verse 15. An encounter with Jesus is an encounter to a solution. It's an encounter with deliverance. Amen. John 4 verse 15 said, Please, sir, the woman said, Give me this water, then I will never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Verse 16, Jesus said, Go and get your husband. See, sometimes you are, you are asked questions, and you don't know that your answer, the answer of that question can put you in trouble, but you don't know. The woman of Samaria, she didn't realize. Anyway, verse 16, verse 17. She replied, I don't have a husband. The woman replied. Jesus said, you are right. Why are you flying? Go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are right. You don't have a husband. Next verse. For you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. Pay attention. Oh. You are number six. Now I'm asking you guys a question. 
does the woman of Samaria have it written on her forehead that she has six husbands? Does she have it written on her? Is she wearing a shirt that says, yeah, six men, yeah, that's me, I'm the guy? No, no, no. But when you encounter Jesus, eh, number one, Jesus is adequately able to discern your current situation. Look at you, fine boy. Nobody knows the struggles you go through. Fine boy, nobody knows that you cry yourself to sleep every night. Fine girl, you've been battling with depression. Cut yourself. Nobody knows. You come to church and you package very well. But Jesus knows. Listen, you grab a mic. Sing the song for me. Jesus knows all about our troubles. He will guide till the day is night. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not no, no. Jesus knows. Sing it one more time for me. Jesus knows. So Jesus has seen it. Eh? When you are crying in your pillow, Jesus, he sees, he knows. As you've come to church today, as we are in his presence, he can already see your current situation. You've been able to fool your parents and trick your parents. Yeah. Your parents don't know that you struggle with your sexuality. They don't know. Yeah, but Jesus knows. He sees it. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to come across somebody who knows what you're going through, who can see what you're going through. Yeah. Stop pretending. You're in the presence of God. You don't need to pretend anymore. Be yourself. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate God for that. You don't have, you don't have to pretend anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Jesus has found out that she has had five husbands in the culture of that time. What we would do to you, number one, you are a woman of Samaria, so I shouldn't even be talking to you in the first place. And you are telling me you've had six husbands. Cut. You are ruining my brand just by being close to me. No. Jesus didn't say that. My favorite verse in the Bible is John 3.17. John 3.17. tells us that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So when God sees you and your problems and all your issues, he doesn't condemn you. He doesn't get angry. He's not offended. Rather, he's more interested in saving you. He's more interested in helping you. Yeah. Your other, the person sitting next to you, if we put on the projector, what you have done this week, hey, no, no, I'll unfriend you. I'll block you. I can't associate myself with this. Jesus, he doesn't need to be put on the bed. He's seen it already. Yeah, rather, he's thinking, how can I save my son? See, Jesus wanted you to be saved. That's why you came here today. Many more people should have been here today. But you made it here because Jesus was so determined for you to be saved. You needed to hear somebody tell you that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like our sister was saying, God loves you. I love you. I love you. I don't care. It's fine. It's okay. I'm going to help you. Amen. The last point. The last reason why. And I said two. I changed my mind. It's three now. All right. The last reason. I'm beginning to finish. <laughs> the, last, <laughs> the last reason why an encounter with Jesus is important is that without an encounter, encounter with Jesus, there is no hope for you. There's no hope. There's no hope. Look at life. We look at what's happening in this country. I don't even like watching the news. 
Why should I want something that would just make me stressed and depressed? Kai, it's not easy to live here. Cost of living crisis. Hey. And there's no way you can run to as well because it's global. We are all suffering. There's no hope. There's no hope. You meet people, it's like, what's your, what's your, what's your biggest ambition? What's your main desire? Say, I just want to buy a house. I just want to have a mortgage. Is that really? That's all, that's all you're hoping for? That's all you just want to make money? That's all? That's all your life is money? I'm telling you, until you come to Christ, there's no hope really for your life. But turn your Bibles with me. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. King James. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. As I, was, as I was in the back room and the YouTube video started, it reminded me of something that I shared with the whole church some time ago. Again, I have to go back to my stories. But in my third high school, I was always in trouble for some reason. Meanwhile, I never did anything wrong in the school. Though. How many of you, your school had a points board? You had a points board. Yeah, the ones raising their hands, you had naughty children. That's why you know there's points board. Some people don't know there's anything like a points board. You know what points board is? You do something wrong, you wear the incorrect uniform, five points. You are late to school, six points. And my school, we had a tally of who is here. And it's like, if you have a lot of points, if your points are more than like 30, then you are, your name is in red. Then everybody else is in black. From the day I stepped into that school, in year 12 to year th- my name was always on the top, in red, red, red. Kiran Wusinando. 80 points. Why? Because I live two hours away from the school. How can I get there early? You know, I mean, allow, allow, allow. But every day I was in trouble. Every day they would call my mom. And my mom was so confused because I'm a good boy. I'm, I'm not bad. I didn't do any of the things that you did. I didn't do it. Huh. Huh. But they would call her. Oh, your son, the points are too much. Want to put him on this. Want to put him on this. Want to put him on this. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. The Bible says, to them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is, what's the mystery? Christ in you is the hope of glory. An encounter with Christ is hope for your life that you, you, you'll be glorified. Yeah. One day, there'll be so much glory around you. What's glory? Extended honor. Extended importance. Yeah, this is a really important person. You are a really important person. You are a really important person. Without Christ, I'm telling you, it, it, won't, it won't happen to you. Yeah. So going back to my story, my name was always on the board, red, red. Today, as they were starting the service, I got a YouTube notification from CICC lead, Pastor Kiran Wusinando is preaching. Ignite 4.0. I said, wow, my story has changed. My story has changed. Every day I'll be on the board. Every day I'll be on the board. It, I'm telling you, there's no work. There's no work I could have done to change it. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no, there's no effort or energy I could have done to make that happen. It has only happened to me because Christ has come into me. And today Christ wants to come into you too. Stand up to your feet.